This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 232 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, Blazing a Trail. Please support our sponsors because they make this show possible. This week's show is sponsored by Equestrian Collections, Amazon, and TheBarnWorks.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I am Glenda Geek And this is not Helena B And <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network This is Coach Jen by the way Coach Jen from the Horse Tip Daily Show's filling in. Helene is a little under the weather this week in like, what, three quarters of the country. Uh, so we hope that she feels better again for next week and we'll have her back on the air. Uh, yes, let, let me apologize in advance to our listeners for the low entertainment value of this program. <laughs> the... Um, the, the I think, well, we've been hit pretty hard here. We got several hosts down and out with the flu this week. Yes. We Wendy do. from the Driving Radio Show was off. Jennifer's been doing a lot of filling in. Let's put it that way. And, and Be- you were, Beaker's had a vacation while I work this week. And you weren't very, uh, you weren't feeling very well at the beginning of the week, but yours never seemed to manifest into the full blown flu. So no, no, my flu did not gel, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Yeah, knock on something. And we we're thinking about all you people out there that do have the flu or the cold, and and are are, are dealing with that every day in the miserable cold that the country is seeing right now. Well, we have a we have a fun show planned for you today. We have back with us Jody Werner of Misfit Designs, and also a good friend I hear of Dear Murray, the advice columnist horse that uh, is nominated for one of the Equestrian Social Media Awards for Best Talking Animal. So mm-hmm. we're going to have Jody on to talk about that, and very popular. That Dear Murray column is now getting very popular on Facebook, has over eleven thousand fans, gone on twelve thousand. Yeah, he's he's quite the topic of conversation around the water cooler, as they say. Well, she is going to join us once a month, and we're going to review one of the Dear Murray columns and have a little chat about it. We're going to give our opinions on what, what Murray had to say as well, so we'll start that today. And then also uh, also a little later in the show, we have coming up Jeff, the- I think it's Teason. We'll have to find out how you pronounce his name exactly. He's the publisher of Blaze Magazine at blazekids.com, one of the most popular ma- horsey magazines for kids. It comes out quarterly, and we're going to find out how he got that started and talk a little bit more about that. I got to really look at, uh, we both, Jennifer and I, got to really look at one of the episodes, and or episodes, see, I'm so used to doing radio, one of the uh, issues of the magazine that he sent over to us, and what fun. Oh, I, I read it to cover to cover. 
I know. I learned a lot, actually. And the, whoever does this graphic design, we'll have to talk to him about that, does an excellent job of making it friendly to kids and teenagers and adults. It's it's really it, cool. It's horse husband friendly, too. Yes, actually. I, I think it would be recommended for horse husbands. Uh, they would learn a lot reading yeah. reading this Requ- magazine. Does not require a long attention span, lots of colors. Yes, it's perfect for people with ADD like me. So we're going to talk to him a little later in the show as well. But first, we're going to take a break for Equestrian Collections Product of the Week, and then we're going to be back with Jody Werner of Misfit Designs. Hi, Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with the Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. Hi there, Glenn. This week, I am focusing on the Shires Equestrian Spur Suader Spur. This idea, I, I thought it was so unique. I met the, uh, the owner of this company um, at a, an expo in Virginia, and she said, come over here. And she pushed this thing against my arm, and she said, feel the difference. And it was, it was, it was so dynamic that I got one right away, and my horse loves it. Um, what it is is the, um, the part that goes against the horse is like a quarter size thick, round um, area. So instead of poking, 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 you're actually pushing, pushing, pushing. And I think it really does a good job, especially with young horses, because it gets the idea across. You push away from the leg. And also, it's great for beginners, because beginners don't have to worry about poking their horse all the time. Um, It's just a great product, and my trainer really, really liked it. And not only does it come in English, but it also comes in Western. And we have both of those on our site at www.equestriancollections.com. We've been following these since they came out, and my wife doesn't use anything else. All she uses is the Spursuader. So I uh, highly recommend it from, from our side as well. And that's uh, you can just search for Spur Suader uh, or a Shire's Equestrian Spur Suader at equestriancollections.com. Well, hi, Jody. Welcome back to the show. Well, hey, Glenn. It's great to be back on the show again. Well, you know, we've been keeping in touch, and of course, all of us have been following Misfit Designs, the cartoons that have been seem to find their way around Facebook on, on a weekly basis, and you've been doing some terrific work with that, but... But also, you're sort of you sort of help uh, a, a certain horse out in a advice column, sort of the, uh, you know, what was that? What's the advice column that's uh, Dear Abby? Dear Abby. So you know, sort of the Dear Abby advice column for the horse world. It's called Dear Murray, and I have to congratulate you because you've been nominated for one of the Equestrian Social Media Awards. Yes, that is very exciting. Murray's column, the the Dear Murray Facebook page, Horse Advice column, was nominated for Best Talking Animal and the Best Newcomer category as well. And I, we, you know, we talked about uh, Murray, you know, a year ago uh, when we had you on, and and Helene and I both, you know, love Murray because he's got kind of an attitude. Um, he's, you know, he, he's not all squishy and lovey dovey. He has a little bit of an attitude too, uh, just like all horses do, and, and it really comes through in his writing. He he does have an attitude. I I always refer to him as as crunchy on the outside but soft on the inside. <laughs> We all know grandpa's like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heart of gold, but it's surrounded by a little bit of honoriness. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we we do know grand it seems grandparents can be that way. Well, now 
Tell us, uh, how, you know, how far this has come. When we talked to you, you just, I mean, this, or rather Murray, had just started doing the Dear Murray column on the Facebook page. And then I looked today, and you're like oh, go, pr- approaching 11,000 fans. I know. It, it's amazing. It just sort of took off. Uh, Murray had been writing his column for a number of years just for our, for our newsletter. And then when I started sharing it on Facebook, Facebook people started begging me to give Murray his own page. So I did, and he garnered quite a few fans, and then I'm trying to remember what it was that made it really take off. Uh, Being on our show, of course. I don't know if it it could have been that. (laughs) I'm sure that helped, actually, and I don't know if it was just a particular letter or two that went viral that just hit a chord with everybody. That's usually how it happens. That's how it happened on my other Misfit Designs Facebook page, but Yes, Murray has just been getting really almost a thousand new fans a month for the past few months. Well, and 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 we can all test that, Jennifer, too. That uh, things going viral on Facebook happens. You know, if it's good, boy, Facebook just will help you become a star overnight. It's true, and that can be good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it goes the other way too. Well, now, um, so so you're in category best talking animal, which is category number. I'm trying to remember, I think it's twelve. Jennifer, can you check that while we're uh, mm-hmm. uh, take a look at that while we're chatting, so we give give people the right. We're by the way nominated in category number nineteen, the Horse Radio Network of Best Broadcast Media. We need all the votes we can get because we're up against some big boys every year. We've got uh, RFD TV in there, Horse and Country TV, which is huge in England. So we have some big ones that we're up against. So we need your help too. If you could vote for Best Talking Animal, Dear Murray, which I did by the way, and also Horse Radio Network in category number nineteen. And I think the voting goes to what February the eighth. February the 8th. And I did vote for you, by the way. Thank you. Yay! We got one vote. One of my first acts as a voter was to find you and vote for you. Thank you. We got one vote. It had nothing to do with the $100 you wired to my PayPal. Okay, yeah, okay, good. I just want to make that clear. Oh, good. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, we're going to have you on once a month, too, with... We're going to actually talk to you about one of the letters that you got and one of the Dear Murray columns, and we're just going to have a little bit of a discussion about it once a month. We thought that would be kind of fun with Helena and I and you. And uh, you have one for us today, don't you? I do. By the way, it is Category 12, Jennifer? Yes. Okay. Well, Murray writes, uh, he answers the letters that mainly other horses write in. Humans occasionally write in, but usually it's horses writing in. And he also does a column that he calls his unsolicited advice, because as he puts it, there's stuff you people need to know whether you ask about it or not. And we've had a lot of discussion on this page recently about falling off. <laughs> so he None of us do that. <laughs> wrote, yes, he wrote an advice column, um, and, which I would like to share with you. All right, cool. And here's Murray speaking to writers everywhere. Please stop blaming your falling off problems on us. We try very hard to stay under you, which is not easy since you feel like a bag of spastic rocks. If we could send you a map of every move we intend to make, we would. But we don't know what we're going to do because we don't know what you're going to do. We don't think you know either. If you did, you wouldn't be hurling your bodies to the ground and then getting mad at us. Sometimes you fall off before you even finish getting on. And if you're going to insist we jump in correct form, and then when we crack our backs, go flying off in some random direction, don't blame us for that either. Really, there's only one solution. You can't fall off if you never get on. 
everybody wins. <laughs> That's why I took up driving, Jenny. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they say you're not a real horseman until you've fallen off, but they don't say how many times you have to fall off before you need to question whether you're a horseman at all. And this actually related uh, was a follow up to to a letter you did get that said my mom's friend falls off a lot. She even fell off while dismounting. Any suggestions for her? And it went on to say a similar kind of thing. Um, my first suggestion is get a lesson. <laughs> that's my. This is true. <laughs> that's my first. Spend, spend less money on four hundred dollar breeches and more money on riding lessons. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we had a quote this morning on the morning show, and uh, it said, uh, instead of buying the $35,000 horse, why don't you buy the $1,000 horse and $34,000 in lessons? Which I thought was, was very wise. <laughs> well, regardless of the quality of the horse, if you can't ride it, you can't ride it. Yeah, put a Grand Prix horse underneath me, and I'm still not going to do a dressage test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> Jennifer, what is it you you agree with that, I'm sure. Oh yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> just <laughs> and, and just, just the vision of you on a Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'm thinking of Glenn doing dressage and that's frankly just as funny. <laughs> yes. Just the thought is just yeah. In a carriage maybe, but not on top. Not no. on top. No. Uh, I'll trail ride, but uh if you expect me to do anything more than stay on, I'm not very I'm not gonna it's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. So now, you um, uh, were you a rider? I mean, did you ride forever since you were a kid? I have loved horses since I knew what they were and always wanted to ride. I finally got the chance to go to summer camp when I was 13 and learn to ride there, and have pretty much ridden ever since, which would be going on 40 years now. Wow. And of course, Murray does this uh, does something too that you were telling us about every week. He started something new, hasn't he? Yes, Murray has what he calls his cause of the week. He wants to be an advocate for horse rescue, um, horse uh, retirement programs, rehab, uh, off the track thoroughbred rehoming, uh, everything of that nature. And he picks a cause every week and talks about it and gives links to the appropriate websites or Facebook page and tries to raise awareness for a lot of wonderful organizations who are helping horses and usually all through volunteer work. And Murray himself was an off-the-track thoroughbred. He was. He raced, Mm. and he was also a rescue horse because the people that had him uh, immediately off the racetrack uh, sort of neglected him and nearly starved him to death and and he was rescued by some very nice people whom I later got him from. And you went on to, and Murray went on to do, uh, to show in the hunter and uh, equitation ring, right? He was an outstanding hunter and equitation horse. He was the laziest thoroughbred on the planet. <laughs> I was just going to say, his usually northern... thoroughbreds you don't picture in that role. No, and his northern dancer breeding did not play very well into his racing career. He had a very, I got his racing record. It was pretty dismal. I think he just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> You turn him loose, and, and he would run like a bullet, but when somebody's on him, it was just too much trouble to go fast. But it made him a really outstanding hunter and equitation horse. He was unflappable. He was very calm and rhythmical and just a wonderful, wonderful example of a hunter and equitation horse. Do you see a lot of thoroughbreds in the hunter equitation ring? They're starting to come back into vogue. They really went out of style for a while, which is a shame because 
you know, the the hunt the the sport of hunting was pretty much founded with thoroughbreds. And but they're starting to come back into vogue now. And there's a lot of organizations. Uh, one that comes to mind is called Silks to Show Ring, that are really promoting uh, rehoming thoroughbreds and training them for the show ring. And there's even award programs for thoroughbreds in the show ring. And so it's they're starting to come back into style again, which I'm I'm really happy to see because, in my opinion, you really can't beat them for spirit and intelligence and heart. They're just wonderful animals. Well, very good. Well, Jody, we are going to have you back once a month, and we're gonna we're we're gonna let Murray uh, uh, impose some wisdom on our audience, and we're gonna chat about that. We think it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us again. Tell everybody where they can find uh, about Misfit Designs and also how to how to get to Dear Murray. You can search on Facebook for Dear Murray and find his page, and you can search on Facebook for Misfit Designs and find uh, my other business page very good thank you very much jody we'll talk to you again next month you're welcome thanks uh glenn and jennifer it's been fun well that was fun we wish them luck get out and vote and don't forget to vote for us in the equestrian social media awards like we said category number 19 category 19 for vote for horse radio network, network. vote and for the little guy vote for the underdog and vote for murray dear murray and best and talking animal murray. <laughs> hey, we had some fun over the weekend. We got to go to a Civil War reenactment here in Brooksville, Florida, down along the Gulf Coast toward Tampa, and it was a lot of fun. We had a great time down there. And Jennifer, you and I did a did a little interview with one of the guys we met that uh, has a big horse named Thor that you, he uses to pull the cannons, and we did that for the driving radio show, but we had a good time. It was a very interesting day. Um, you and I both love the whole living history thing. We can... We, we we should be uh, ticket season ticket holders at Williamsburg, um, but it was a lot. This one was a little bit different though because it does not reenact a specific battle. It commemorates a raid, and it was literally a raid. It wasn't even a battle that happened in Brooksville, Florida, during the Civil War. And um, so each year they do it. It's just a little bit different. They they sort of plan the battle out to, so that everybody knows where everybody's going, keep it safe for everyone and create a visual reenactment of what a Civil War battle would look like because the tech, techniques and tactics and, and firearms, obviously, were a little bit different back in the Civil War. So uh, it's, it's fun, and I can't wait to go see it again next year because it's going to be a little bit different. They don't do exactly the same thing each year. And unlike some, we've been to several of these, and most of them last about five minutes, and they're done. This one just went on. They had a lot of gunpowder. Yes, they used a lot of gunpowder. And there were hundreds of reenactors. It was not small. There were hundreds of them. Yes, and it was pretty impressive at the beginning, before the battle begins, um, they parade everybody out, and they're in formation. And it's it's a little bit awe-inspiring. Yeah, it, they yeah. went by for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of reenactors out there, and I'm good. And it's good they're keeping that uh, tradition alive. And apparently, what happens at this particular one, because it, it's not a reenactment of actual battle, but more of a demonstration, uh, the Union wins one day, and the Confederates win the next. We are in the so, South. Yes, <laughs> we need to keep the peace here. Yes. So uh, we were there on Confederate winning day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> loud though, very very did loud. You, did you get a chance to put? The all of the pictures up on any of the Facebook pages yet because you're going to make an album. I am going to uh, do that very shortly. I have not processed all the pictures yet, but I will. I will post those. I'll make sure I put them over on Stable Scoops page as well. So. Some really cool 
photographs and some that will make you chuckle as well. We'll just leave it at that. So check the Facebook page for the photo album from the Brooks, Brooksville Raid reenactment. We got a, pictures of a lot of the horses that were, yes. were involved. Lots of horses. Lots yeah. of horses running really fast. Um, we yeah, didn't get many pictures of that. But. The messengers <laughs> that go from the front line to the back line, they have the fun job because they just get to go as fast as they possibly can. They, they were tearing it up. Yeah, We called them the walkie-talkies of the day because yes. they were carrying <laughs> notes back and forth going really, really fast on, yep. on some uh, quarter horses and paints. Yes, they uh, were colorful. Yeah, it was fun. Well, so you'll find that at the Driving Radio Show if you want to listen to that interview over at drivingradioshow.com. But now on to uh, Jeff, who is the publisher of the Blaze magazine and the website blazekids.com. Let's find out more about how this started and, and, uh, and a little bit more about the kids' side of the horse world. Well, hi, Jeff. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Glenn. I am so excited to finally do a segment that is in my age range. Because, <laughs> well, it sounds like we have a new subscriber. There we go. I mean, you you have a magazine that's geared for ages eight to fourteen, and Jennifer says I never matured out of preteen, so we're in good shape here. All right. Tell us about Blaze Magazine. How did it get started? And and you know, are you a kid at heart? Is that how it got started? Well, I, I am for sure. I mean, I've been a publisher for for twenty years and publishing in some different industries, and always wanted to do a kids or youth publication, and just never found the right genre. So, uh, you know, I wanted a pony as a kid, and and Dad never uh, never complied. Uh, so I got funny how into, that happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I got into adulthood and uh, moved out to the country, and thought, well, I'll take it on myself. So it started with uh, riding lessons before I started my herd here and um you know how it goes one horse turns into two and three and, and four for for some or most i don't know um but i'm, I'm taking riding lessons with kids that are you know, mostly girls 11 12 13 14 years old and we get to know each other on tuesday spending tuesday evenings uh, all spring and summer long together and they you know, you were interested in what I did, and told them I was a publisher and a writer, and uh, well, of course, they had the great idea of let's uh, let's start a horse magazine. So I, you know, expl- for kids, explained that you know it's not always so easy just to do something <laughs> like that. But I'll tell you what, if you uh, if you help me, if you be my my editorial editorial committee, my advisors, um, we'll we'll give it a shot. So sure enough, we had some meetings around the kitchen table, and they kind of taught me the language of the the teen and preteen, and um, the kind of uh, content, the kind of stuff they would love to have uh, in a magazine for kids, and away we went, and that was uh, 10 years ago. Wow. Now, I assume if we take, just like if you listen to our shows for, you know, 2,500 episodes ago and listen to the first one, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what it is today. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't say it was terrible, but it wasn't great. So it just, we have evolved and learned some things along the way. Was it that way with you guys, too? If you look back at your first magazine, do you go, oh... <laughs> we try not to, to look back. Um, you know, we, we were really proud of what we created back then. Certainly, we've we've evolved. Um, there are some departments that are still there that we we hit the target with and um, have continued over our our forty issues. But probably what changed the most was our understanding of of who our readership was. I mean, at first we thought. You know, little cowboys and little cowgirls, and quickly we understood that uh, came to understand that the magazine really resonated with kids that didn't have horses as well, because it served as their kind of their voice or their vehicle or their means to um, kind of live 
maybe vicariously through the through horse kids or through the horse world. So uh, probably about a 50-50 split now with kids that have horses and, and, and kids that don't that are subscribers to, to Blaze. So obviously we've uh, kind of melded or accommodated the, uh, the content a little bit that way too. Well, technology has changed so much since you started this 10 years ago. We've seen a complete revolution five times in technology, so you're able yeah. to do a whole lot more than you were back then. Yeah, it's a different world, for sure, for publishing. But, well, you know, what was interesting, even in kind of tougher times, uh, you know, two years ago or so with the economy, things didn't really fall off for us. It it, uh, it just kept plugging along because it was an affordable way for uh, kids to still, you know, be entertained, be, be educated uh, through their love or passion of horses. And we've done a couple surveys with our readers to say, would you like this in uh, digital format? And absolutely not. No, they love getting it in the mailbox, uh, you know, four times a year, and you certainly can't pull a poster and cut pictures out of uh, out of the computer uh, like you can in the magazine. <laughs> so, uh, music to a publisher's ears, you know, keep uh, uh, keep publishing, keep sending us the print. So that's been a bit of a surprise, even um, you know, in light of the, of the technology development. Jennifer, I love it. Yeah, there thank you. you. I thought because, you would. Yes, I. When it comes to magazine content. I want it on a piece of paper. Me too. <laughs> Not speaking for you, Jennifer. Speaking for me, you know, fellows of a certain age, we, you know, we maybe uh, kind of stuck in that uh, in that well, habit. But but our our, our young readers uh, prove to us otherwise, and and they want it. I want to keep it coming that way too. Well, and I think it's kind of you know nowadays when when everything comes to you, you don't even get bills in the mail anymore. I mean, they're all you know they're forcing you to do, do it online, and you get a you get an email. So when you do get mail, that's not a bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to get mail. You know, when somebody actually sends you a postcard or a letter, you're excited because how often does that even happen anymore? Yeah, it's so true. And, um, you know, we've seen it with, with subscribers, so so many more. E- even grandmas and grandpas are, are subscribing online. They have the confidence in, in that Internet, <laughs> as they say now. Um, but for us, it's fun. We, we get lots of drawings and, and poems and photos from kids that uh, come by mail. So we're, uh, it, it's fun for us, too, here. Well, and I, I think that there are certain magazines, too. I think that what we're going to see, and I don't know if you agree, you're in the publishing business, but I always thought what was going to happen is your your news-based magazines that aren't graphic-intensive, that are text, basically, or newspapers, they are going to go by the wayside over the next five years. But but magazines like The Chronicle, The Horse, and Blaze, and and some of those others that are, that are graphically intensive, and you want the pictures, and you want the tactile experience, are really going to be around for a long time to come. I would agree. I mean, we hear from some of our readers that have been with us for five, six, seven, ten, some ten, never stop subscribing, keep every copy. They've got their collection. And some are now, um, some of our early subscribers have kids of their own that they're resubscribing for for their kids. Um, So, yeah, there's just something about putting it in their backpack and taking it to school or having it in their locker and sharing it around at the barn that uh, we feel safe from (laughs) from the Internet world. Well, tell us about the magazine now, uh, that now, if we, we take it up to current times. You do, uh, by the way, I, we, we had so much fun reading it today, Jennifer and I did, uh, and thanks for sending a copy over. We, we just had a blast with it. And we'll tell you, we, we have some favorite sections in it uh, that were in this latest. Now, this was ep- the one we were looking at, just to qualify, is episode, or I keep saying episode. I'm in, the, I'm in the radio business too long. Issue number 36, is that one of the most recent ones? 
Yeah, so we're okay. uh, releasing 39, uh, which is our, our winter issue within a week or so, and okay. then we're gearing up for our, our, our uh, you know specific 10th anniversary issue, that being 40. So we're a quarterly, and we've been cons- consistent four issues a year for, for 10 years. So, uh, yeah, that one is, uh, is quite recent. Well, uh, we, we, and we do have our favorite parts, but now there's, are there certain things you try and do every month, or do you mix it up every month? There's some sections that that are quite consistent, and um, we have. And important to say too that it really isn't um, meant to be. It really isn't an instructional type magazine. It really is about discovery and and fun and kind of learning about uh, how horses hear and see and think and what they have, what they do for jobs. So those that kind of content has uh, has really been consistent over the years. We have a section called uh, "Horses Are Sensational." You know, we've looked at everything, you know, through their, their senses, uh, you know, do they have emotions, um, you know, the social aspect of the horse. And kids really like to get an insight and kind of learn more about uh, horses in that way. Uh, kids contribute. So we have a, a, a section where we'll run photos and, and letters, and, um, that kind of content from them. There's always a contest corridor. Kids love that. They really like the stories where we put uh, put a voice to the horses. We have a, as I mentioned earlier, a herd of of four uh, here at the at the Blaze headquarters, and one of those horses is the official mascot of Blaze magazine. And of course, her name is is Blaze. She's a, a Rocky Mountain, and uh, she'll tell stories about uh, life life in the stable with her herd mates uh, Hank and Sweetie and Jellybean. And uh, kids really enjoy the the kind of fly on the wall type no. um, content. I'm taking issue that you keep saying kids. I'm enjoying Sorry. it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned early on as a publisher you can't be all things to all people, but if it happens, that's that's all the better. <laughs> I learned that I actually learned some things uh, reading it. One of my favorite sections we'll talk about in a second. I learned something, but first I want to get back to Blaze. Tell us about your Rocky Mountain. There's a breed that you don't hear a lot about all the time. No, you really don't, and. Um, uh, she's uh, she, she's a blonde, and, uh, and maybe that's what uh, uh, one of the appeals was to uh, to the horse, because the others are all kind of dark dark in color. But we wanted a horse that was a bit unique, like the magazine when um, when we started it, and and we thought. Um, you know, a mascot would kind of be a cool idea for kids. And especially as we learn for those that don't have a horse, uh, we tell them that, you know, subscribe to Blaze and, uh, and, and you're, you're kind of part owner in, in the official mascot too. So, so our horse Blaze has, has many owners and many friends and uh, her temperament is just, just terrific with, with kids. She just loves the attention. And we had kids from across North America who are uh, visiting Niagara Falls, our offices are quite near the falls, come out to the, to the farm and, uh, and visit Blaze, who they know through the pages of, of Blaze magazine. Huh, interesting. And and how do, why did, why the term Blaze? How did that how the, how the name get started for the magazine? We 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 had um, certainly our kids uh, editorial committee uh, contributed to that. But you know, Blaze has the the, the facial marking, of course, as a, a right. horse term. But the word Blaze is you know about energy and um, uh, you know a bit bit fiery and uh, nice short kind of unique uh, title we thought for the magazine. And it's spelled B L A Z E for anybody that's uh, looking for that. Well, Jennifer, what were your favorite parts of this particular issue, uh, number 36? Um, number 36. I uh, really enjoyed the article on horse memory. It was so pleasant to read something that was completely scientifically accurate. Oh, good. Yet <laughs> so you. wonderfully and simply written. 
you can be a reader at the fourth or fifth grade level, understand every single sentence. Yet as an adult reading that, I did not feel like it was anthropomorphized, which is what you usually see with children's literature when it comes to a horse. Right. And it was not um, dumbed down either. And it really covered the gamut of all the scientific knowledge we have about horse memory and then tossed in a little bit more about other animals, too. So I, I enjoyed that one immensely. Of course, loved the jokes page. <laughs> um, I'm going to be using some of them shortly. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> well, we've got a lot more if you, uh, if you run out of material, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you very much. And then also the uh, 10 facts about POAs. That was a lot of fun. So that was our Pony of the Americas issue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you do a breed every month? That's, yes, we do. Okay. And uh, we haven't run out yet. There's, uh, there's oh, lots more. Oh, you never I mean, will. We, no. And you know, we mix it up. Kids, of course, love to hear about the, the staple breeds, you might say, the Appaloosas and Paints and, and uh, Quarter Horses, and, and we mix those in. But they like to, I don't want to call them fringe breeds, but uh, our upcoming issue has uh, Basker Curlies as the, the breed profile, and uh, our, our young uh, editorial committee thought that would be of interest to kids and um I met a couple of those when we did the World Equestrian Games uh, because they they were just there as an exhibition. And, uh, boy, they're an interesting-looking beast, let me tell mm-hmm. you. They are different. <laughs> they, they're, fun, they're fun to uh, see in person. What yeah, very unique. Well, my favorites, uh, not only do you have fun kid stuff, but you have probably one. You, you get to interview some pretty important people. And in this particular issue, and, and I, I've been familiar with her and actually got to meet her for a couple minutes during the World of Question Games. We did the World of Question Games radio show and in, in Kentucky, and that was Princess Haya, who is the head of the FEI, the, the yeah. uh, uh, organization that pretty much runs all horse sport in the world. And this was one of the—I learned more, and it was one of the best articles I've seen on Princess High. And I'm not just saying that because you're on here. It really was a terrific interview with her. And as I said, I learned more about her as a person than I have anywhere else. So can, good job with that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's a testament to, certainly to, to, to her passion for, for both horses and kids. Um, I don't know if that always comes through in, in you know, adult magazine uh, interviews, but she is really all about uh, helping kids and loves her, her many, many horses. And when we married the two, um, she was really enthusiastic about, um, about contributing or being part of Blaze. Well, it was a terrific interview. I, I, you know, I give you kudos for that. And then, and then uh, there's something that there's a particular animal, and you don't limit it to just horses. You, you talk about other animals in there, too, that you might run across at the farm. And this particular issue, you talked about the bird, the killdeer. Yes. We all have seen thousands of killdeers, and they're the funniest looking, they're the funniest birds because of the way they just run around like crazy and, and look like they have ADD. But, <laughs> but I didn't know a lot about killdeers until I read your article on this, this, so I learned a lot today. Well, I'm glad. Well, um, <laughs> we'll get you on that subscriber list. Okay, good. That knowledge keep coming. That but, me, as, as yeah, that comes said. from our, uh, <laughs> that comes from one of our departments called Friend or Foe, and we look at, um, uh, you know the animal kingdom, plant world, and things that are harmful to horses, and and things that are helpful. And uh, I'm sure the killdeer was helpful. Yeah, <laughs> killdeers kill are helpful because they eat all the they eat all the bad bugs. 
Right, right, right. We also have a section called Good Eats, and we um, talk about things that uh, horses really like to eat, and it surprises kids that, you know, a lot of the foods or spices that, that uh, we enjoy, horses do as well, in moderation, of course. Um, I think, I don't know if that was the issue that had cinnamon in it, but uh, kids really like that, to think that uh, horses uh, enjoy and taste, uh, you know, similarly to they do. One of the uh, cool things that I came out with, too, is as I read through this, Having been a riding instructor, riding instructor and trainer by trade for many a year, um, I'm going to point out once again that this is a publication that is written for young people and intelligently written for young people. For peop- so for riding instructors who teach youngsters, this is a great thing to have around for them to read. It's also a great thing to have around to give you ideas on presenting perhaps difficult or complicated topics in a way that appeals to a young person because a lot everybody learns differently and this is the presentation of the information is such that a young person is going to want to absorb it it doesn't matter how many times you tell that 9-year-old to put down their heels if you're not presenting the information in a way that they want to absorb it it's all for naught um, and I came away from this magazine going, ooh, that's an interesting way to present this um, philosophy or that topic. So, again, it's it's kind of a little multitasker all, all tucked into two staples in a front and back cover. Well, thank you for that. I um, it, And that's our hope, too, that it has, you know, application or use to um, the lesson programs, writing schools, uh, wherever there are kids and adults that uh, really like the entertainment value. And, of course, the... Um, as you say, the you know the succinct education that we try and uh, and and hide behind the entertainment in, in there. So uh, I appreciate hearing that. Thank you. Now you said you have uh, you have a you have a little group of advisors, um, and you started out with a little group of advisors. Do you still have a little group of advisors to help you with the content? We sure do. I mean, that has changed. Our first group, they're all uh, young 20-somethings now. Yeah, they're married and uh, have kids, the kids of their own now. <laughs> that's right. Um, and it, it's never a lack of, of kids that, that want to be part of this. And uh, with our, our 10th anniversary issue coming up, they are uh, perusing many an issue to pull out some of their favorite content from the past that will um, be reprint or, or in part and, and drive kids to the website to read the, the, the whole article. My challenge now is that I have my daughter on the edit editorial committee and <laughs> now I'm really kowtowing to what the kids are telling me. Um, pressure, pressure. Yeah, pressure. So she's, uh, she's our, how our, old is our, she? She's 12. And is she horse crazy? Yes, she yeah. is. She got yeah. the bug, huh? She got the bug. Yeah. She, uh, she takes lessons and takes care of our horses here. And, uh, just as much as riding, she just loves the company of horses too. So that's, uh, that's really nice. Did you buy her a pony when she was a little kid? Um, she's been privileged to uh, grow up in a <laughs> household. Yes, that, would be uh, the answer to that question. <laughs> that's right. And their mom and dad's horses, so she could always just, uh, you know, defer, well, they're your horses. Why don't you go take care of the barn? <laughs> now, let's also mention real quick before we go here uh, the website. They can go to blazekids.com, and it's the website. There's a lot of fun stuff on the website, too, that, you, that uh, is an addition to the magazine, and that's free. It is, yeah. We want to in- engage kids and parents alike to um, the kind of content that's in the magazine. Um, we do our best to kind of 
um, utilize the content that that uh, kids have enjoyed in the magazine and, and put it up there for them to to refer to. Um, yeah, and there's some contests and you know a laugh area and a play area and a learn area and um, just a chance for them to really engage in the type of content that we have in, in hopes that um, they're inspired to subscribe. Well, speaking about subscribing, if I want to subscribe, what's the best way to do it? Of course, online is, is the easiest, uh, you know, 24-7. You can do that, and that's simply at blazekids.com, as you mentioned. Or you can call us at 1-800-725-7136. That's a toll-free line, and uh, we're happy to take your order in person. And I'm looking here for United States. The subscriptions are 19.95 for one year, which is for <clears throat> four editions. And that's, uh, you know, so that's about five bucks each. And let me tell you, they're going to pay that much for Starbucks. So mom and dad, you know, just <laughs> give right. up one coffee and uh, you'll be good to go. But that's not bad at all, especially. And I got to do one other thing here and be, being a little bit of a geek is I have to congratulate whoever does your graphic, whoever does the magazine as far as the graphics are concerned and the art, graphic arts are. My goodness, they do a terrific job. It's so, so fun and colorful. Oh, thank you. I will pass that on to uh, to Star Star Hansen, our our designer, who just loves the magazine too. I mean, it's uh, it's not like work for her at all. Well, this she is really a designer's dream: is to get to play and have fun like this. <laughs> I mean, we we break a few conventional uh, you know color rules, maybe too many colors on one page. But I, I always remind her it's okay. We uh, we can we can color like kids with this one. So um, it's it's great fun for all of us. And I love the fact, don't you, Jennifer, that the graphic artist name for this kids' magazine is Star. Isn't that perfect? <laughs> it is perfect. Do you have somebody named Snip, too? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. <laughs> so we have Blaze Star. You do need a Snip. That's right. We, we do. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it, Jeff. This is a lot of fun. Blaze Magazine, go out and get your, get your uh, subscription today. Barnworks is a small marketing firm which caters to equestrians. Whether you ride professionally, own or manage a boarding facility, sell horses, teach, train, show, or even sell retail goods, our business can help your business blossom. We offer services of all kinds, but what we do offer is focused on marketing your business in an efficient and effective way. Regardless of what creative marketing services you need, the Barnworks offers something that most other marketers don't, free consulting. That means if you don't know what you need or what will work best with your budget, we will sit down with you and figure it out together. No charge. Nada. Zip. Zero. And with over 20 years in corporate marketing experience, we have an idea about what works. And because we're fully immersed in the horse world, we know what works and what does not work in this crazy, wonderful industry of ours. Go to our website at www.thebarnworks.com. You can see samples of our work and find out how to get in touch or just send an email to email at thebarnworks.com. Well, Jennifer, you and I are going to be doing some, uh, having some fun this weekend at the American Equestrian Trade Association in Philadelphia. Woohoo! Tell we, tell our listeners what Ada is. Well, yeah, our regular listeners, or listeners that have been with us since the beginning, know we go to this every six months. It is the the trade fair where the wholesalers get together with the retailers and and they promote their new stuff and what new things are going to be for 2013 coming up for the summer and then the winter as well. 
and there are thousands of vendors there, and uh, you know, probably I think there's about a thousand retailers that come to this as well. It's in Philadelphia, right outside in a little, uh, town called King of Prussia, right off the Pennsylvania Turnpike. King it's of up Prussia, there where it's cold, people. Yeah, King of Prussia is best known for two things. One is it, it has a huge mall, the King of Prussia Mall, which if you live in eastern Pennsylvania, you've been to. And the second thing is it's right near Valley Forge. Uh, the Speaking of reenactments, Revolutionary yes. War, uh, everybody's heard of Valley Forge in their history books. So it's right there. Valley Forge uh, Park is right there. For a state settled by mostly pacifists, we have a lot of Civil War and Revolutionary War history going on in that state. Yeah, there were a lot of shooting. <laughs> there was a lot of shooting yes. going on there. Uh, so the the uh, take-home message for this, listeners, is pay attention over the next few weeks on uh, Stable Scoop, on Horses in the Morning, for the ADA segments, because all of the cool stuff that you're going to be looking for at your tax shop over the next six months, six to 12 months, we're going to be talking about, because we were at ADA. That's where your local tax shop goes to find all the cool new stuff. So when we talk about it, and your tax shop doesn't have it, you need to set them straight. And we'll be broadcasting live from Ada for the Horses in the Morning show on Monday morning, this coming Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern at HorsesInTheMorning.com. We'll be uh, getting, we usually get 10 to ten to 12 different vendors on to talk about new products for 2013. Will, and will we blow up any hosts? Don't yes. know. Yes, we did that. We have done that before. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do, because this, this audience for Stable Scoop also is very interested in products, we're going to replay for next week for the Stable Scoop show. We're actually going to replay Monday's Horses in the Morning show for you, because I know a lot of you can't listen live. So we'll have that for you here on Stable Scoop next week. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. We all care about products. We're in the horse business. And one of the things horse people love to do is go to the tax shop for hours on end and just look at everything. So this this is your chance to hear about everything that's that you're going to be seeing in your tax shops coming up in 2013. So look for that next week here on the Stable Scoop Show as well. Well, Jennifer, that's it for this week. We'll be back, as I said, again next week, and then Helena will be back. Don't worry. Uh, she, she, she should be better by the time two weeks rolls around. And you can find all of the past episodes of the Stable Scoop radio show at stablescoop.com. And also, you can find all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook at Stable Scoop. Just search for Stable Scoop. You'll find us. And on Twitter at Horse Radio. Thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections, Amazon. I want to mention that. Amazon. If you're buying anything at Amazon, hop on over to our website first. You'll see a little Amazon link at stablescoop.com on the left. Click it and just go buy whatever you want to on Amazon. Anything you want to buy at Amazon. And we get a little bit of a credit back from Amazon if you follow that link. It doesn't cost you anything extra. just costs you one extra click. And helps us keep the lights on here at Horse right. Radio Network. You help sponsor and support us here at the Horse Radio Network if you like what we do. We appreciate any help you can give us. So. Click on that Amazon link before you buy anything at Amazon. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jennifer. Jennifer's show is Horse Tip Daily at horsetipdaily.com, and you're putting out all kinds of new ones this week. You betcha. We're on 736. 736 episodes. You definitely have the record for the most here at the Horse Radio Network. No question about that. <laughs> That's it, everybody. Have a great week. Take care. And you're supposed to say happy scooping. Well, it doesn't say happy scooping anywhere in the show notes. Well, Helena always messes it up, too. So we'll try that again. Well, have a great week, everybody. Happy scooping. <laughs>